Hi, welcome to the Business Class ESL Breakroom. We're a company of passionate language trainers and coaches. We're here to share ideas, to improve our skills, and strengthen the training community. Come in for some inspiration, leave with tips to apply to your sessions today. Hi, and welcome to the ESL Breakroom. I'm super excited to share today's guest with you because I feel like I've made a great new discovery and I love sharing helpful resources with you. Heather Johnston is the calming voice behind the Thrive in ELT podcast and the impassioned instructor and coach behind the ELT Resource Room website. She holds a master's in TESOL and had worked coaching public elementary school teachers before settling in her current professional home at Murray State University, where she serves as the academic coordinator and an ESL instructor for an intensive English program. In addition, Heather provides one-to-one coaching as well as professional development workshops for instructors of English for adults. So what intrigued me about Heather when I discovered her online and through her short, very listenable podcast was not only her obvious passion and commitment to adult language instruction, but also her thoughtful approach to what she does and how she guides others to reevaluate their ELT life, as she calls it. And I really like that she gives us this title, ELT Life, which really grounds this choice of profession in our lives. So Heather's message is to call us to tweak our own practices and approach to our work as trainers in order to thrive in our own ELT lives. So welcome, Heather. Thank you for being here all the way from Kentucky in the U.S. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be with you. Yeah, we're excited to dig in here. But I wanted to start off by acknowledging that, you know, what you do is different from what we do as trainers, but I saw great value in your message, regardless of what setting you train in. You know, I see uh, in company trainers versus university setting uh, instructors, kind of like cousins in a way, you know, much of our our roles are are quite similar. Um, So I think there's a lot to explore together. And what I really enjoyed um, in your podcast were your explanations of your plan, do, thrive concept, and how much thought and reflection you put into it and around planning. So could we start there? share with us a bit of your philosophy on that. Sure. So I really think that this whole idea of plan, do, thrive is something that I've always done, but I never put words to it until probably within the last year or so. Planning for me is so much of the process of providing instruction to my learners. And I feel like if I don't have a roadmap, a plan for myself and for my students, then there's either nowhere to go or where we're going is going to be anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think just this whole idea within the last year or so of me really um, having a different uh, environment in my work um, because of the pandemic mostly, Mm -hmm. Um, it's just caused me to really, really think more deeply about what I'm doing and why. Hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So I don't know, I guess like when I, when I think about this, I think about the planning part that I mentioned. And then when I go into the do phase of actually going into the classroom to um, get my learners to go where they need to go, um, I really wanna be aware of where I'm going. I want to follow the plan that I've created because I've spent a lot of time thinking about it and putting my ideas together based on what I am expected to help the students learn, but also what I have gotten from them as to what they need to learn. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, as, although I have objectives, um, you know, from the program where I work, I fortunately do have the freedom to create my own plans mm-hmm. and pull my own resources. Uh, we do have textbooks, but again, it's not set in stone that I have to work from this particular resource every day of the week. And so I do have that ability to know my students, get to know them, and pay attention to how they are learning and what they're learning or what they're missing Mm -hmm. and move that knowledge that I gain to adjust my plan or follow my plan, depending on where I am and where the students are in their process of learning. Yeah, I love that you touched on that aspect of what they want as well. Because at least, you know, from our side, what we're doing is working with adults who are in companies and so what they want is, is the essential. And it looks like we have this dovetail where you're working toward a similar goal. Like you have your objectives, but I think you know what motivates as well is they feel like they're doing making progress that they need or they esteem. Yeah. So something that you said is making me think, you know, we have been trained as instructors or trainers Mm -hmm. And we have knowledge of methods and theories, and then we have experience of using those methods and theories and also um, creating materials or pulling materials that will help our learners, you know, learn what it is they need to know. But taking all of that is not going to necessarily always get our learners where they need or want to be. And so being open and flexible to what they're telling us and what they're showing us um, can actually probably move them further. I guess it's more of like a a connection between those two Mm -hmm. um, to get them where they need to be. Oh yeah, I fully agree. Yeah. So plan and do thrive. (laughs) Can you talk to us about thrive? (laughs) Sounds good. Yes, yeah. It, it does. That's less the pretty word, the exciting word, but mm-hmm. I also think it can be the most challenging um, because I, I think that with our constant working or our constant um, goal setting, we want to do what we need to do, get it done, and then let's move on to the next thing. And There are, I think, some situations in life, in our work, where we're just going to have to do that. Like something about the time factor, you know, comes in and we we do have to move with that pace. Mm -hmm. 
But even with that pace, there is this idea that we can't simply keep going back and forth between these two, let's plan, let's do, let's plan, let's do, without thinking about, well, what have I done? And what have my learners done? And did it work? Did it not work? So this is the reflection component. Mm. And so really thinking about um, how can I grow from this moment? Mm-hmm. Maybe it was an exceptional moment. It was really good. It made you feel um, like energized and you know grateful for what just happened. Mm-hmm. Or it can make you feel like, oh, darn it, you know, I totally forgot to do that. Or well, that was a horrible way uh, <laughs> to get that point across. You know, this is, they didn't even get it at all. So it is this thinking process, the reflection part, and you can do that in different ways. It could be really simple. Um, something that I find myself doing a lot is in the moment when I am teaching something and I'm noticing that I'm not getting a lot of engagement from students Mm -hmm. Um, or maybe I thought they were getting it and then there is some kind of activity or project even an assessment to gauge you know what have they learned and it doesn't show what I expected at all And so I've got to go back and think, okay, what did I do? What did I not do? How did I do this? And what can I do tomorrow or in our next session to help them? Yeah. So you, you take notes kind of during your sessions as you go along. Is that what I do? I do there. Yes. I, um, in the moment, and usually, obviously they're just really short, but you know, if I've got a, a, a sticky note or something with me, um, I'll just write a little, a little note to myself about a particular word or a certain moment in, in the lesson that, you know, needs a little more refinement or, um, just needs, needs a little extra care in the mm-hmm. future. And it could be even something that I, I can't necessarily change with this particular group of mm-hmm. learners, but it's something that I can make a change for the next term or the next group of students that I work with. Yeah. And I think you just said a very important word there, care. And I think that's what I get from all of the material you put out that I've listened to and read through it. Like there's a lot of care in what you do and for whom you do it. And it really shines through. Um, I have to say that I'd love to have this reflection PDF on one of your podcasts, the list of questions. Can you say a bit about how that came about and what you do with it? Yes. Um, I am such a thinker. I, I, it takes me a while to process things. Mm-hmm. And I also really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't always come in handy <laughs> in certain situations. <laughs> but gosh, I just want to, I want to be a better instructor. I want to be a better person. Um, and so I'm just constantly looking at myself and what I'm doing and how, how it's affecting me, but also how it's affecting the people around me. Mm-hmm. And so asking questions, I think, of yourself is, is key to all of that. And so probably those questions came from, um, just, just came from me and my, my own questions for myself. I'm also very methodical. And so you can see 
in those questions um, about planning, you know, are, are you intentional? Are you, are you choosing materials and activities and um, even goals that are purposeful? And are you being realistic about what you're planning to do? You know, thinking about your time, thinking about your learner's um, ability or their goals, personal goals. Um, also, are you committed to what you decide to do? And so that can be a tricky one sometimes because, because I'm such a planner, mm -hmm. I can go into a class sometimes and I've got my plan and man, I'm going to do it. And then something happens and I'm like, oh, well, this is not going to work today because they need more time on this component. So I think we talk a lot about how um, those of us in ELT have to be flexible. Mm -hmm. And it's very true, but it can be hard sometimes. Um, so there's a balance between sticking to what you have decided needs to be done for a particular session and being flexible. Yeah. And then finally, I would say, you know, are you being timely? So are, are you allowing yourself enough time to be prepared? Mm -hmm. And again, there are certain situations in life where, you know, you're, you're working um, the day before, maybe a few minutes before you go into a session. Um, and I actually just did that yesterday uh, because I knew that Friday's lesson, so yesterday was Monday, so Friday's lesson just wasn't quite right, but I just didn't have the time Friday to be prepared for Monday. And so about 30 minutes before I was to meet with my students, I was getting, you know, some last minute things together. Um, but generally I try and I recommend, you know, at least a couple days to think about what it is that you're going to be doing a couple days later. Mm -hmm. um, that gives you some reflection time before even doing anything. You know, you're reflecting about what you thought about doing and what you intend to do. So. Yeah, Heather, thank you so much. I love this approach because sometimes it, it kind of elevates, you know, you give it so much respect what you do and it elevates that the whole process, I think for all of us and maybe as trainers and often we're freelance and we may be running behind the clock and we may not give the planning phase or the reflection phase that much credence or we just don't feel it or we feel it's a luxury or there's a lot of elements that go into it and we, I think we all agree we need to do it we should do it we should <laughs> but uh, what you're doing is elevating it to a really more reverence I would say and that that's great and if we can find the happy medium maybe not all of us can take as much time as we'd like but maybe this conversation will inspire some of us to take a little more time to either plan more or reflect or go further ahead. So I really appreciate that. Um, I wanted to ask you, so you've done some coaching and what has this changed for you or for some other people you might've worked with? Have you noticed some differences in their feelings about their job or teaching training? Yes, yeah, so I do um, get to see a change in, in the people who I work with. And it's, it's really neat, especially um, when someone comes to me and, you know, I'll say, okay, what are you planning to do 
let's say we're starting at the beginning of a semester, you know, like, what are you planning to do over the course of this term? And they'll say, well, here are the objectives. And I'll say, okay, well, how are you gonna get there? Um, a lot of times I think it's kind of scary for people. Like they're thinking I have to ha they have to have um, very detailed uh, responses. You know, well, I'm gonna use this page number or this activity, and that really isn't necessary. Um, you know, just having a big picture view mm -hmm. of going from the beginning to the end, or even working backwards, you know, based on your calendar, you know, you have so many days and by the end you need to do this. So working backwards can help in that sense. Mm -hmm. And people seeing that that can be effective is good. Uh, and it's really nice to see. Um, also, uh, having them being intentional about what they're doing. So we talked a little bit about that intentionality. And I think there is a lot of maybe lack of confidence sometimes, uh, mostly I would say with newer instructors, mm -hmm. but it can still happen, especially when someone's teaching something new. And, and I've been there, um, you know, you're, you're getting ready to teach a new concept, a new skill, and maybe you have a textbook or some kind of resource to help guide you. Mm -hmm. And maybe because your own knowledge isn't, or at least you don't feel like it's where it needs to be, mm -hmm. you rely heavily on the materials that you have. And so instead of really focusing on what needs to be focused on, the objectives of a course or the goals of your learner, you focus more on the material and, and the information the material can provide. And so kind of stepping away from that and talking even about, well, what is your material? It's a supplement. It's not the guiding force of what you are doing with this learner or group of learners. Yeah. Um, so that's another aspect that I've really seen people almost have like an aha moment, like, oh, this is a help to me. It's not the thing that's going to teach the course because you are the, the person um, that, that's helping that student. Um, you're the one who is choosing the focus and kind of the movement and also thinking off what we mentioned earlier about with the, the learners, you know, helping guide you as well, but it's not that actual material. So that's another aspect I think I've seen that's worked really well. Um, and then probably one more thing is actually getting people to put on their calendar, however it works with your personality or your, your schedule, but mm -hmm. put it on your calendar once a week, a, a block of time, or maybe, you know, a couple blocks of planning time. So, <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's what I mean. It was often, it could be, uh, personally speaking, relegated to later or uh -huh. even as a remnant from times when I worked as a freelancer, like, uh, I'm not really getting paid for this, dare I say that, on this podcast. And so, you, you know, you're finding this balance, but actually your life works so much better if you give it that time. I think your training life, you know, it does uh, make everything go more smoothly. Mm -hmm. 
So, yeah, I recently was thinking about how when you don't have a plan, uh, I'm going to see if I can remember exactly what I was thinking, but I don't remember. I don't remember, but it was something about having a plan is so much better than not having a plan and getting to that point when you wish that you had just had a plan, basically. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, maybe taking that extra time in the beginning ahead of time to create the plan saves a lot more time in the long run and from getting lost, getting off course or getting to the end of a training session and going, mm, wait a minute, have we reached their objectives or, you know. I do appreciate in your podcast also, there's just very much an element of um, humanness and you allow for that. You're never preachy. You're never saying, do this this way. You're just offering guidance. And you're also saying like, you just did. And here's when I didn't do that. And here's what I learned. So it's very relatable. Um, so thank you for that. And, yeah, sure. And another, I, um, oh, sorry. No, I was just going to go ahead. Uh, kind of going off what you just said about that, you know, we all have such different styles and knowing yourself is going to help you determine how much and how thorough and how important this planning is to you mm -hmm. and to the people who are learning from you. And so I know that I am a thinker. I'm a planner. I am super organized. And when I'm not, it affects me negatively. Mm -hmm. And so in order for me to have a more peaceful day and to get through everything that I need to accomplish, I have to be that way. And so you're exactly right. You know, I, I have worked with some other instructors who, um, like you mentioned, freelancing, I work with adjunct instructors. And so, you know, this is not their they're into all job, you know, they're only there part-time, they're not getting benefits. And so them working outside of the work hours sometimes can feel like, why am I doing this? Right. So I also try to help them see how can we fit this into your schedule while you're here now? Like, what are you, what are you spending your time on mostly when you're here? And is that efficient? Is that wise? You know, how, how can we make it work for you? And so it really is just a personal kind of exploration and choice when you get to that point, like how can I plan in these ways, but under my terms that are going to be good for me? Mm, that sounds like music to a lot of people's ears, I think, I would think. <laughs> and just another aspect of what I really appreciated it and took away from listening to your podcast was your approach to professional development and you've had some recent thoughts on that um would you care to share where you're at with your own thinking on that sure so i also love to learn and so anytime i can learn something new i am going to just grab at it and and really really try to take it in especially if um, I find it interesting, of course, mm -hmm. um, and if it's going to impact me as a professional, if it can impact my students. It's not always been that intentional. Um, you know, when I was in the public school setting, PD was just like a, it was a weekly thing, a probably sometimes even a daily thing. And 
by the end, it was just really exhausting and overwhelming. And so um, there was a time where I just, I, I wasn't doing that much to, I thought, um, to actually grow as a professional. And, and just within the last few months, kind of looking back at that, I'm like, no, you were, you were doing some things, Heather. It just wasn't maybe so formal. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something we all need to consider again is wherever, whatever moment you're in right now in your life. And when I say life, I'm talking about everything. So not just work life, but including mm-hmm. personal life. Um, you know, you have to decide what you need, what you want, and what, what you have time for right now. Yeah. So that's going to look different, right? Yeah. It's going to look different, um, between you and me, and it's going to look different from you and another colleague. It's going to look different from you today, from you in a couple years or even a couple months down the road. And so I think we just have to be really, um, kind of merciful to ourselves yeah. and not get so hung up on thinking about probably what I would, what I imagine to be like professional expectations and wherever that's getting put out there, you know, I don't know if it's in our training or in the online space, you know, on social media and just people who are sharing, these are the things that I'm doing, or look at all these opportunities. And so there are probably a lot of different things that affect how we feel about that and and our level of involvement. Um, But the important thing is, is to learn and to grow. And so what does that look like for you? And how can you learn and grow in, in this moment of your life? Yeah, and I, I really appreciate how you, yet again, reflect on that a lot. You talked about you know planning. Do you plan for your professional development? And again, maybe people who are in a freelance situation are busy and they don't give it much thought, but actually it kind of is something that feeds our energy too mm-hmm. and renews our excitement for what we're doing as well. So it's definitely uh, uh, more another, I don't want to say cog in the wheel, but it's another aspect of what we do that does belong to the big picture. Absolutely. I mean, I, um, I've read kind of an analogy here, like we, we wouldn't expect to go to our dentist and find out that he hasn't had any sort of updated training in 20 years, you know? And so if, if we see ourselves as professionals, then, you know, we have to, to value that as well. And it really is like you said, a cog in the wheel. It is part, it really is part of what we do and who we are as as trainers and as instructors, you know, in ELT, like we, we, we have valuable training and we don't want it to stop because many things, you know, but you mentioned how going or not just going, but participating in any sort of professional development, it could be reading a journal article or journaling or, um, attending a webinar and chatting with some people in the, in a breakout room. Mm-hmm. That really does, it just gives you new perspective. And sometimes it even helps you see like what I'm doing is, is good and I'm on the right path. Um, 
And that can be really validating. And That's so, exactly the word I had in mind, yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we need those reminders. We need that encouragement. And it's also a great place and a great way to encourage each other. You know, people you know, people you don't know. It's a great way to meet new people, connect with people. Um, community. It creates yes. community. And look at this. I mean, you're in Kentucky and I'm sitting here outside Paris, France. That's crazy. I know, <laughs> that we I know. have so much to talk about. And, and yeah, that's the same when you go to any, not the same, but when you go to any conference, you have the opportunity, or it could be a, a coffee break within an association who's offering like a Zoom coffee break, some of them do, mm-hmm. to connect, connection, connection and right. validation. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have to be this big grand plan. Um, it could be very small things like you're talking about right there, things that you are comfortable participating in. Mm-hmm. Um, things that you can afford to participate in also, mm-hmm. and things that you, like you, like we've said, you have time for. And so there are a lot of things to consider, um, but we're all just so different in that. I don't know. I mean, I guess it seems kind of silly to say, but I mean, that really is what makes this profession, I think, so, so special and so unique is that we all bring something different. And so don't don't put yourself in a box and think that you have to follow a set plan that's for everyone because there really is not one. That's such comfort to hear, isn't it? <laughs> and also, you know, what you're saying that we're all so different. And I think that's also why we love this profession because we embrace those differences and the differences in the people we train. You know, I've heard you say it off the recording as well. You, the privilege of doing what we do and I, I totally agree and we get to be in a, in a room with people from other countries and cultures and exchange with people we'd never maybe have access to sometimes mm-hmm. it is quite a privilege so um, I love how you are uh, kind of nurturing your career in a way pruning it and nurturing it as if it is alive something growing <laughs> yeah yeah oh, so great well, Heather, this has been such great, great food for thought for everybody. Um, is there anything you'd like to add before we let you start your day since it's so early there? <laughs> well, I just really appreciate this opportunity to talk with you and um, just share uh, what I have learned um, on my own journey. And I hope that it is encouraging to your listeners and to your trainers. Well, thank you. I cannot imagine it being anything other. Um, how can we get in touch with you if, if people want to hear more, learn more, or get in touch for maybe some coaching? Yeah, sure. So you're always welcome to listen to my podcast. I, I try there to just give, give the, like you mentioned, the food for thought, something little, it's not too long. I usually try to go no more than 15 minutes. That's um, the Thrive and ELT podcast. And if you're ever interested in meeting one-on-one, I would be more than glad to help anyone on your journey. Um, and you can go to eltresourceroom.com slash coaching. Excellent. Okay, and I'll put those in the show notes as well. But thank you so much for being with us, Heather. And we definitely look forward to seeing what um, you put out in the future. And if you ever want to come back and join us, you're always welcome. I appreciate that, Sue. Thank you very much. Thank you.
Thanks for joining us in the Business Class ESL Breakroom, the podcast designed to bring business English trainers useful ideas, inspiration, and conversation that motivates. Follow us on Instagram at business underscore class underscore language and subscribe to the ESL Breakroom playlist on Spotify, Deezer, or Apple Music for new episodes. See you next time. Thank you.